Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast, where it's all about living your life as a global citizen. You know, as part of living your life as a global citizen, which I've mentioned before in my podcast, we are great believers in being able to understand other countries and cultures and places you may visit, or maybe you may never visit them. Maybe you have some friends or neighbors or others who come from a certain country or culture, and you just want to be able to understand more. The world is such a wonderful place, and it is filled with so many different cultures and people. One of the things we want to talk about today is we want to talk about the Philippines, and specifically the 1987 Philippine Constitution. The Philippine uh, 1980 Constitution came into power when President Aquino came into power in the Philippines. You know, this was basically, she essentially restored the Filipino 1935 Constitution and, you know, uh, passed some several new constitutions. So this is a relatively new constitution for the Philippines because it only happened in 1987. Basically what it did, it set the Philippines to have a constitution which was very similar to the United States Constitution. And this, I think, is very important and essential to understand that in 1987, the Philippines you know, basically began to model themselves after the United States, where basically there were three branches of government, the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch of government. So basically, there are now in the Philippines, there are three different branches of government. These three branches in the Philippines are based very much upon the U.S. Constitution. They each of the branches shares equal power and all have limited control, or they all have the, like different limited power. The limits of power were instituted as a safeguard against abusing martial law. And if anyone knows anything about the Philippine history, you know that during the time of Marco, there was a lot of abuse of power. I remember, you know, living in, in Hong Kong and um, seeing this vast, you know, huge, um, you know, yacht out on the ocean there. And I remember a friend of mine saying to me that, oh, that's Marcos's wife's boat. You know, and she was very famous for all the shoes that she had, of course. And we used to always laugh and joke about, oh, we wonder how many of her shoes are on that boat. But I remember that, you know, that boat was harbored out there, anchored out there for a long time in the Hong Kong Harbor. Inside the Philippines uh, 1987 constitution, there are several things that basically talk about the Philippines and why this is such an important constitution for the Philippine people. Basically, just to give some of the highlights is there's a Bill of Rights that talks about protecting the people against abuse of power by the state. This Bill of Rights is very similar to many of the provisions which is in the U.S. Constitution. So it basically is to be able to protect the Filipino people against the abuse of power. This, of course, is very, you know, important for most Filipinos because, you know, during um, some of their political upheavals, there was some great abuse of power where their rights were not protected. It also defines who's a citizen of the Philippines and, and how a person can become a Filipino citizen. You know, it talks about who can vote and how they can vote and things as, you know, local government and public office and the national economy. It, you know, talks about social justice and human rights, education, science, technology, arts, and culture and sports. And the family, it recognizes the family unit as a basic foundation of the nation and gives protection for and within the family unit. This is actually a very interesting constitution 
as it is very similar to the U.S. Constitution. You know, it's essentially giving the Filipino people many rights that we would maybe see now in a place like the United States. You know, so the Filipino Philippines is an archipelago with over 7,000 islands. So it's not just renowned for its breathtaking landscape, rich culture, and its, you know, warm-hearted people, but also its unique and fascinating legal system. So here are, you know, 10 different facts about the legal system of the Philippines, which is, you know, probably good for you to understand that if you're ever going to go there to visit, you know, if you're going to travel there, just so you understand a little bit more about the Filipino uh, legal system. The Philippines was named after in honor of the King Philip III of Spain during the Spanish colonial era. The archipelago was previously known by various names, but then it you know, originally became known after King Philip of Spain and became known as the Philippines. There's you know, basically three branches of government, which we talked about before, executive, legislative, and judiciary. There's three separate branches, which are in the Philippines. It has a legislative system where the Congress convenes, or what's translated also be to be the National Assembly. The Philippines follows the civil law tradition due to the Spanish colonial heritage, but has incorporated features of the common law system from American colonization, especially in its procedural laws. So it's kind of a mix between, you know, between these. The national language, you know, where while the Filipino is the national language, uh, both Filipino and English are official languages, you know, so notably legal proceedings and legislation is primarily conducted in English. Unlike many countries, the Philippines does not have divorce for its Catholic populace. So this is really quite interesting in that if you ever meet a Filipino and they might say, oh, it's been very difficult for me to get divorced, and you might think, oh, well, that, that can't be true. Well, no, it really actually could be quite true. Instead, they have an annulment is a legal recourse for couples seeking to dissolve their marriage. You know, this means the marriage is declared null and void from the beginning as if it never existed. So, you know, this could be a problem, you know, for some Filipinos. That's why you maybe don't see divorce as much, um, especially if they have children and other things. This is what kind of makes Philippine law or marriage law quite unique compared to other places is the fact that they do not have divorce. Uh, the Philippines has some of the world's largest Christmas season. Christmas is a huge time in the Philippines. It's, you know, there's a lot of celebrations going on, and they, you know, sometimes people can start as early as September in some places, but definitely, you know, throughout the month of December, there's a lot of things going on about Christmas celebrations. The Philippines has had a kind of, you know, unsettled relationship with the death penalty. It's been abolished, reinstated, abolished, reinstated. And as of January um, 2022, the Philippines remains a country without capital punishment. You know, part of it is because, you know, the, maybe it's been abused in the, in the past. So if you're planning to travel to the Philippines, which I highly recommend, it is a beautiful country. The islands are beautiful there. The people are friendly. It's a great place. It's just good for you to understand a little bit about the legal system, about the constitution, about the different branches of government, and to understand some of the laws so that you understand exactly um, when you're being told something, when somebody says that they could not get a divorce, that could absolutely be true. And there could be many reasons for that. This is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast, where it's all about living your life as a global citizen. We'd like to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed it, give us a thumbs up. We'd love to have you recommend it to others. 
thank you so much for being part of our community. And we'd like to thank those who helped put this together, especially Rico, who helps put the podcast together and, and ensures that it gets out there and that it technically the way it's supposed to. And we'd like to thank you for continuing to live your life as a global citizen. Mm-hmm.